You were born with individual strengths and a unique purpose. Don't let fears, false beliefs, or life's happenings diminish your influence. It's time to live and lead for impact. Host Kirsten Ross, expert of transformation, will help you defeat the drama and overcome the trauma that can stop you in your tracks. You'll gain focus, find confidence, and take bold action. Unleash passionate, purposeful you. Let's go. Welcome to Live and Lead for Impact. I'm Kirsten Rush, your host, and this is episode number 186. I know I start every episode with this, but this is a really important topic. <laughs> so today I'm talking about three keys to managing remote workers. Uh, and wow, is that an important topic for today. So my name is Kirsten Ross Vogel, like I said, and if you haven't met me yet, I'm an author, speaker, HR team performance pro for over 30 years and CEO of Focus Forward Coaching for over 16. And we help leaders who want to make their bigger, bolder impact, build high performing teams with simple, actionable leadership, communication, and selection strategies. So it's funny, I first started writing and teaching on the topic of remote work way back in the 1990s. So I'm kind of aging myself. And you know what? I think I was ahead of the curve. You know, back then we called it telecommuting and it was an uphill battle for sure back then. But I immediately saw and shared the many advantages to businesses for offering it. You know, an increased candidate pool, finding wonderful people who, you know, just wanted a little more flexibility, savings and office space, all kinds of things. And um, like I said, it was kind of really teaching the concept back then. And, uh, you know, technology was only just beginning to make seamless remote work possible. It was still pretty clunky, honestly. And um, I actually personally got to work from home as part of my human resource job way back then. Um, I requ requested a reduction in hours and shift to some of my time as work from home while I was expecting my first son. And happily, it was approved and implemented as soon as I returned after having him. So I had an extra phone line for my dial-up internet, uh, no access to work files yet. I think I had my email, but I honestly can't remember. I feel like I was able to log in and do that. But of course, no smartphones. I did have a pager. Um, and it was so glorious. It really was to be able to, um, you know, back up my hours a little bit and then work some of it from home to save that commute time. So now as technology has gotten significantly better and a pandemic has made remote work a necessity for most organizations, many have at least some experience designing productive remote work. And many have realized the benefits and will likely continue to remote work options, at least in part. So I just have to pat myself on the back quickly. I think I was just 20 or so years ahead of the curve. So um, it is funny to me, too, that when, you know, you now you hear kids in the background and all of that. And I think back to when I was working from home and you really had to keep it pretty quiet. It was it was a little unheard of. So again, I continue to celebrate it and have long-term knowledge on the topic that I'd love to share with you today. So for many leaders, 
implementing remote work has required a change in management philosophy and style. You know, if you were used to walking past someone's cubicle or their office, you know, watching the clock and judging, I'm using air quotes here, productivity based on the number of overtime hours your employees were working, it definitely required a change in mindset. So, you know, if they're working from home, you're not walking past the cubicle, like I said, or their office to make sure they're working. It can be a difficult change to make, but the official term management by objectives is actually a much more effective way to measure productivity and get your team working well. So it just requires setting specific goals and deadlines to measure productivity rather than making sure someone appears busy and it reaps you much better results. One of my favorite visuals from a performance management class I used to teach years ago had two mazes on it. I think I still have it tucked away somewhere in a file cabinet. So one had a line going directly and efficiently from start to finish with no wrong turns. The other picture was a very detailed, complicated maze with a line going all over the place. And the finish was never even actually reached. The caption under it read, do not confuse activity with productivity. So just because you're able to see someone working and they appear to be busy, doesn't mean that they're being efficient or effective. We've probably all had people at work who again, are always appearing busy. Um, I still remember someone who walked around with the coffee cup and we actually called it the decoy because the appearance was, oh, I'm just taking a super quick stop in my work to go fill up my coffee. But this person would walk around and go into everyone's office and have a chit chat all along the way. (laughs) So I think he spent tons and tons of time walking around. So looked busy, just a quick coffee break, but really it was much more than that. So you probably already do at least part of what's required for management by objectives. You may do action planning with your direct reports or set annual goals. Now managing a remote worker will require you to set some shorter term goals for sure. So daily, weekly, or monthly. So you'll want to gauge their productivity by what's reasonable for them to get done and are they con- are they completing it in a timely manner? and at the quality that you need. And you'll need to review progress more frequently. So one key I will say, if you haven't already grabbed my Six Simple Steps to Great Delegation ebook and video, you'll definitely want to do that for this step. It's even more important with remote work. So go to defeatthedrama.com forward slash delegation to grab that. So it'll feel uncomfortable at first, and you may feel like your employee is out of your Control, but in the long run, it really is a better way to manage. You'll know that your employee is making progress and being productive rather than just staying busy. And you know, by using the six simple steps of great delegation, you're in one meeting sharing exactly what needs to be done, you know, the quantity and the quality. You're making sure they have everything they need, all the knowledge. You're inviting clarification. You're setting a very specific deadline, having a meeting of the minds about that, offering your support up front, and all also creating a communication schedule back so they're giving you updates so you can feel confident that the work is getting done. So in addition to individual productivity is progress happening on individual projects and tasks, you'll also need to monitor the productivity of the group. It's possible that the remote worker may do very well on individual assignments, perhaps, but perhaps some of the important efforts of the group as a whole may suffer. So one thing to help with this is to make sure that employees build in 
team work time and communicate effectively on shared projects. The six simple steps will help with this as well because you're going to put one person ultimately accountable and in charge of each task and project. And then they're going to use these same six simple steps to delegate to those on the team who are going to help them. So it creates a nice cascading effect through your organization as you delegate to those who will delegate. But you want to make sure that they have also the good skills and resources of delegating well and then communicating with each other to make sure that there aren't any hiccups that are going unaddressed. In addition, there's also been a challenge that many employers I've worked with have faced during the quick shift to remote work in maintaining a, a cohesive team. It can be difficult to build in those ad hoc moments, you know, the quote unquote water cooler talk when you're only access to one another's via Zoom for really structured meetings. So I've encouraged my clients to build in some team fun time. So get together for some remote fun time with a game you can play remotely or some kind of just, hey, did you know, or just some silly talk time. Uh, Team members can also add a public calendar event titled office hours or something similar where they'll be working with Zoom on or whatever, you know, system you're working with that um, anyone can just pop in. So it helps to replicate that feel that you had when you were in the same office with just those ad hoc moments of, hey, I have a quick question or, hey, how's your day? And so if people can just do that and let others know when they're available, still productive, but um, I'm available for a little ad hoc chit chat quickly during this time. So this will help replicate what was likely happening when you were all in the office full time. So I hope those things will help you. Again, grab that six simple steps of great delegation. And then also, if you're in the process of building your high-performing team, uh, don't forget to hop in my free masterclass, The Seven Keys to Building Your High-Performing Team with Confidence. You can find that at defeatthedrama.com forward slash HPT class. And you can find these show notes as well as both the links I discussed today by going to defeatthedrama.com, click on the podcast tab and go to episode 186. And until next time, get out there, make your bigger, bolder impact in the world. And thanks so much for the important work that you're doing. Take care. Mm -hmm.